The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my own joy may be in you and your joy be complete. The Gospel of the Lord. Our Lord called himself the true vine. A true vine that brings forth sweet fruit, a vine that brings forth blood that inebriates and leads, gives eternal life. And this vine, also known as his mystical body, also known as the church, includes each and every one of us. He has called us, after all, branches of this vine. And the fruit that comes from him passes through us, or we, better still, bear that fruit. When we think about it, the sap in the vine passes through the branches. The branches themselves do not produce the sap. And when we compare it with ourselves, life comes through him. He is life. We don't have life of our own, but rather the life we have, the true life we have, comes from him. Equally, the joy that he spoke about is essentially his, and he shares it with us. So when he says, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser, he is telling us that in his human nature, he is the vine, and we, because of our human nature, are grafted into him. But the one who ensures that we remain in him is none other than the Father who is Lord of all and the source of every good. But in this engrafting, he tells us there are seven benefits that we receive because we are the branches. And that these benefits essentially for us and so that our joy can be complete as he said at the end so as we said previously he said the first is that you are pruned already by the words I've spoken to you make your home in me so then make your home in me as I make mine in you so there's the indwelling he is in us and we in him, which is the first benefit of belonging to the vine. And then the second, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, but must remain part of the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. So the only way we can produce any good is by our union with him. Third, we bear fruit abundantly. Whoever remains in me with me and him, the indwelling, 
bears fruit in plenty. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Fourth, we have the divine will at our service, we can say. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, the indwelling, you can ask what you will and you will get it. Which is um, an amazing promise to make. That can only come out of the very heart of God who has loved us. And then the fifth, it is to the glory of my Father that you should bear much fruit. Then you'll be my disciples. Because God will always look for his glory. He will look for his own first, that which will bring him the, the greatest honor. And that can only come from the fact that his work is made perfect in his creatures. The six, if you... Well, he begins by saying, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. The Father has loved him in his, in his person as the eternal Son. But in his human nature, the Father loves him perfectly because he has created for his Son the most perfect human nature possible, taken out of the womb of the Virgin. And this reflection, this perfect reflection of the Father, is what God loves. There is no defect in it. And Christ says that because of the word he's spoken and because we've been cleansed, that this image is in us as well. So he says, the, the six, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in me, the indwelling. This con consists in the, and is expressed by our keeping the commandments. And then lastly, I've told you all of this so that my own joy may be in you. This is divine joy, and it is in us because we, as St. Peter tells us, we are already partaking in the divine nature. We dimly see it now, but soon we will see it. We will, be, we will know even as we are known, and so our joy will be complete. So when our blessed Lord speaks, even the, 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 the simplest words, it is so full of mystery that we can, it's only by contemplating it and, and breaking it open that we can begin to appreciate the greatness to which we have been called. And this, in fact, is the kind of spirit that motivates a saint like St. Peter Chanel, whose feast we celebrate today, that he was already so deeply imbued with the love of God, which necessarily um, includes love of neighbor that he was willing to not only labor in a very difficult circumstances, but also to offer his life for those who hated him because he realized they did not appreciate the greatness to which they had been called and they would never achieve this greatness unless he, Peter, was willing to lay down his life. Let us then ask that we also, by contemplating constantly the words of our Lord, that these words might enter deeply into our hearts and that we love in Christ even as he has loved us will be willing to bring his gospel to the whole of creation in the father the son and of the holy spirit amen <coughs>